Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, y'all, we're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was June 6, 1984. Soviet Russian computer engineer Alexei Pajitnov launched a video game he called Tetris. Today, Tetris is one of the best-selling video games of all time. Pajitnov had been working at the Dorotnichin Computing Center of the Academy of Science of the USSR in Moscow as an artificial intelligence researcher. When the lab was sent new software, researchers there would figure out the software's power by writing a program for it. Pajitnov would sometimes make games as the simple programs. One game that Pajitnov particularly liked was pentominoes. A pentomino is a plain geometric figure made by joining five squares of the same size together edge to edge. In 1984, Pajitnov realized that pentominoes could be part of a good computer game. But there are 12 variations of pentominoes, which Pajitnov thought was too many. So he decided to go with tetrominoes, which use four squares and have only seven variations. He was working on a computer called the Electronica 60, which had a text-based display. So he had to create the puzzle pieces using letters. Then he set up the procedures for the game, which are fairly simple. 
the player flips and rotates puzzle pieces of different colors and shapes as they fall, so they fit together. As the pieces form solid rows, rows disappear to make room for more. The player loses when a puzzle piece hits the top of the screen. Once the game was refined, he and his colleagues found it enjoyable. The game was soon ported to a PC. Pajitnov called the game Tetris, which was a combination of the words tetromino and tennis. The first playable version of the game was released on June 6, 1984. Early on, players used floppy disks to copy and share the game. It quickly spread across Moscow, and soon the PC version was sent to Hungary. Pirated versions spread to Western countries. In Hungary, the game was put on display in a software exhibit at the Hungarian Institute of Technology. Hungarian programmers had made versions of the game for other computers, including the Apple II. Owner of Andromeda Software Limited, Robert Stein, saw the game there and found out Pajitnov was the creator. But Pajitnov had granted his rights to the game to the government for 10 years. Elektronork Technica, or Elorg, was a state-owned organization that controlled the export of computer software from the Soviet Union. It was responsible for licensing Tetris, and it handled all rights to the game. Elorg licensed Tetris to Stein, who licensed it to distributors Spectrum Holobyte and Mirrorsoft Limited in the US and UK respectively. The version Spectrum Holobyte design had Russian-themed imagery and music. Tetris was one of the first pieces of software to be exported from the Soviet Union to the United States. After some conflict over the right to distribute Tetris on devices other than computers, Elorg signed rights for an arcade version over to Atari and non-Japanese console and handheld rights over to Nintendo. A copy of Tetris came bundled with every Game Boy, helping spur the device's success. Even though Tetris was becoming a hit around the world, Pajitnov did not make much money in the beginning. But in 1996, when the Russian license expired, the rights to the game went back to Pajitnov and he began to collect royalties. He and game licensor Hank Rogers founded the Tetris Company, which owns Tetris rights worldwide. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're interested in learning even more about history, then I suggest you listen to another podcast I host called Unpopular. In it, you'll hear the stories of people in history who challenged the status quo to create meaningful change, even when their dissent had serious consequences. And I'll try to parse what their dissent can teach us about protest and contrarianism today. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story 
story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life Yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast where we peel back a layer of history every day. I hope you all are doing well. I'm still here in my closet, but I am so excited that I still get to bring you a new episode of this podcast every single day. I hope you all are holding up, and I hope that this podcast is bringing you some spot of joy every single day. With that said, on with the show. The day was June 6, 1825. Kamehameha III, the third king of the Kingdom of Hawaii, ascended to the throne. Kamehameha III was Hawaii's longest reigning monarch. Kamehameha III was the son of Kamehameha I and the younger brother of Kamehameha II. 
Kamehameha II and one of his wives, Kamamalu, died in 1824 in London after contracting measles. On June 6, 1825, less than a year after the death of his brother, Kawikayoli took the throne as Kamehameha III. He was young when he ascended to the throne, so he initially shared his rule with Ka'ahumanu. Ka'ahumanu was the Kuhina Nui, or Queen Regent, and she was also his stepmother. She embraced Christianity, and before Kamehameha III took the throne, she had issued edicts that were based on the moral teachings of the Bible. Ka'ahumanu placed emphasis on education, and she instituted laws against murder, theft, adultery, and brawling. But in 1832, Ka'ahumanu died. At that point, Kamehameha's sister, Kinao, took Ka'ahumanu's place. But the next year, Kamehameha assumed power in his own right. For a short time, Kamehameha rebelled against his Christian teachings, but he soon settled into his role and worked to formalize Hawaiian government. In 1838, former missionary William Richards resigned from the church and became a political advisor. He taught the king and his counselors Western ideas of law and economics. That year, Kamehameha promulgated the Declaration of Rights, as well as the Edict of Toleration, which was issued under the threat of force by the French government. Under the edict, Roman Catholicism was legalized. And in 1840, Kamehameha enacted Hawaii's first constitution. The constitution was greatly influenced by Europeans, Americans, and Protestant missionaries. The introduction of the constitution marked the beginning of a new era of constitutional monarchy. Kamehameha established judicial and executive branches of government. In 1843, British Captain Lord George Paulette pressured Kamehameha into relinquishing the Hawaiian kingdom to British rule. But about five months later, British Admiral Richard Thomas restored Hawaiian sovereignty. At the end of this period, Kamehameha gave a speech in which he said, quote, the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. This statement became Hawaii's state motto. Under the Mahele in 1848, Kamehameha established a system of land ownership. Land was divided among chiefs, the king, and the government, and by 1850, commoners and foreigners could own land outright. Many commoners, though, did not know about the distribution. Another constitution in 1852 expanded the Declaration of Rights, and it put more checks on the monarch. By 1853, the U.S. was considering the annexation of Hawaii. Under Kamehameha's rule, British influence decreased in Hawaii, while U.S. influence increased. When Kamehameha took the throne, there were about 150,000 native people living in Hawaii. But because of epidemics, that number would be cut in half during his reign. The California gold rush brought more trade, but it also brought smallpox, which wiped out a lot of the Hawaiian population. Kamehameha died suddenly in 1854. He was succeeded by his nephew and adopted son, Kamehameha IV. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Feel free to leave a comment or share your thoughts with other listeners on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 